Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hey everyone, welcome to podcast episode 32 of the Building Heroes Podcast. Are you living an authentic life? You've probably heard people tossing that word around a lot lately. It's kind of a buzzword. And quite frankly, I think that when you're a busy mom, you're not really thinking so much about trying to be authentic. You're just thinking about trying to get through your day, right? (laughs) And what on earth does be authentic really even mean? So today we're going to tackle the myth of the BU movement. So we'll chat today more about this topic and maybe you can hear me being more authentic too. I guess you'll just have to listen and see. So you've probably seen a lot of t-shirts that are prevalent, especially in every girl's clothing department. And they say great upbeat things like, be you, follow your dreams, you're a unicorn. Okay, maybe not that one, but you know, live your passion, find your voice, be free. Now, if you've been a listener of mine before, you know that I love to encourage you to help your children go on their own hero's journey, that they have their own unique greatness and their own mission to fulfill, and that each one of our children are unique, and it's okay to go on your own path and not do what everybody else says. So it kind of seems like I would be in total agreement with all these t-shirt messages and and this whole movement with it because we do need a lot more heroes to stand up and stand for good, right? Um, Now, don't worry. I'm not hitting on these positive messages on the t-shirts for sure. But what I am going to point out today is that authenticity is really misunderstood within this movement these days because really I'm totally all for being you because you are amazing and you have great things to share with other people. And it really does take courage to stand up and not worry about what other people think. The only problem is, (laughs) uh, you know, actually, I just think people really misunderstand what authentic means. There's a meme that says, you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. Okay. So let's talk about what authenticity means. It means the quality of being real or true, which sounds great, but what is real or true, right? And that's where we get all confused. Living an authentic life of being real or true to yourself sounds like a really worthy goal, right? The problem is, is that too many people interpret living an authentic life in a way that actually severely limits them. All right, so as humans, we all have these experiences in our life. And when we have an experience, what happens is our brain attaches a meaning to an experience. So anything that happens, our brain has to give an interpretation of it because otherwise, there is no meaning. That's what our brains do. It tries to find meaning in life so that we have an identity and so that we can sort everything that's going on around us so we can understand it, right? So when our brains is attaching meaning to the experiences, 
And it's, our brains are just trying to figure out who we are so that we have this meaning and identity in our lives. It also attaches an identity to those experiences, okay? So if you love to run and you've had good experiences with running, that your brain has attached that idea that I'm enjoying this, this is good, I like this, that meaning to the experience, then your brain will also tell you, I'm a runner. It's the identity statement that goes along with the meaning of that experience. It attaches the identity to you. And that's who your brain tells you are. So when you think about running, you have good feelings because you've had good experiences and you must be a runner, right? Then you wanna run more. Now that's great if it's a positive experience, all right? But what if your brain has attached a negative meaning to the experience? And this happens a lot, probably too much, pretty sure, okay? So what if you struggle with keeping the house clean, say? You've tried to change, but it always goes back to the mess. And then, you know, your, your brain attaches meaning to that experience. I can't keep this place clean. I must be a mess, okay? I'm a disorganized person. So it also attaches the identity to the meaning to, of the event. So that's who your, per, your brain tells you you are. So then when you think about cleaning up the room, you associate it with all those negative experiences and the fact that you're a mess. So it's not your thing and you're not good at it and you don't really wanna do it, so why try? Okay, so if you're trying to live an authentic life, you might get sucked into all these identities that you've labeled yourself with. So what the way people a lot of inter, um, try that one again. The way a lot of people have interpreted living an authentic life is do what you feel like. So in the case of feeling like you're a mess, you're going to, I guess I should say, do what you feel like or don't do what you don't feel like, right? In the case of the mess, you're not, you don't feel like having, making the effort to clean up because it's probably just gonna fail again. So to be an authentic, then you should not clean your house. That's kind of the thought process. And then you want other people to say, you know what? I'm just a mess. You're gonna have to just accept it, right? Okay. Of course, sometimes these labels can also come from other people. It's not always just from our brain, but you know, and our experiences, but sometimes other people can um, say things to us and then we create identities that way too. I just wanted to add that one in there really quickly before I forgot that, but so let's look at this, okay? So people really at our core, we really just wanna be loved and accepted as we are, right? So it makes, it does make a lot of sense that when people say, yeah, I wanna live an authentic life, they take those labels and they just say, oh, this is just who I am. I'm now gonna live authentically because that's who I am, deal with it, right? That's the problem. They're missing the entire point because that's not who they are, that's who they think they are based on those identities that they have attached to themselves. So too often when people try to live authentically and speak up for themselves, it does come across like that. Just deal with it, this is who I am. If you don't celebrate me for who I am, who I say I am, then you're the one with the problems, not me, you're intolerant. And I see that time and time again with people, they're like, no, I'm living an authentic life. You just better like me. 
for who I am. Now, here's the thing. We should like people for who they are and accept them for where they are in their life journey and however they are. The problem is nobody wants that thrown them thrown into your face saying, deal with it. This is who I am, right? Um, and the other problem is, is that people are severely, severely limiting themselves by taking on that identity and saying, this is who I am. Because it's a rationalization of why it's okay for them to never change and never become better and just to stay where they are. So that's the big problem I see is that too often people are using BU as a massive rationalization to stay stuck. They're using it as a justification that they can do whatever is feeling good to them this moment or not do whatever they don't want to in this moment, okay? To sum it up, people think that living an authentic life is all about doing whatever you love that feels good right now and not having to do anything you don't want to do, okay? Now, if you're living that kind of life that you think is authentic, you may think, I'm a lazy person, okay? Let's just say that identity, okay? Because you think that, because you've identified with that statement, that's how you're going to act then, right? And you feel fully justified because, hey, that is the real you. You don't feel like getting up and doing anything, right? And then if you're standing up and saying you're living an authentic life, you want people to celebrate your choice to never get up and move, never exercise, never do anything because after all, it's the real you. Or is it, right? Okay. <clears throat> Some people will say, you know, follow your passions, right? It's your passion. So you should do that if you're going to live an authentic life. If you're passionate about playing video games, then you think that people should love you for who you are, a gamer. Okay. Never mind that maybe it sucks the life out of you and you never go out of your way to ever help anybody else because you're kind of busy. Okay. Now, like I said, I'm all for loving people as they are, really. But when people get confused, about their identity and they start believing these labels that they have given themselves to justify and rationalize then and they decide to be authentic in that way it's very damaging for them and it's also really selfish and it's the opposite of what we want our kids to be on the hero's journey because the hero's journey is all about going on the path to learn how to help other people. And if you are stopping yourself in your progress by saying, this is who I am, because you're believing those labels and it means you can never change, then you're not gonna progress on the journey. <clears throat> so that is the problem. That whole be you message, it is being completely misinterpreted because it assumes that people can't change, accept me for who I am. And so there's no reason to. Why change when you do whatever feels good or you don't do what you don't want to do and people have to accept you because it's the real you. 
if you say you're living an authentic life to justify your actions, which if you're doing that, you probably don't even know you're doing it because your brain has got you convinced that this is totally right, it is going to keep you stuck in unhealthy patterns. David Hansen said this quote, and I like this quote. He says, just be yourself is a terrible platitude for accepting the random attributes of character you have acquired thus far. It's a terrible platitude, and yet so many people in this world are still using it because it's really nice to justify. In the book Mindset by Carol Dweck, she teaches that if you believe that your identity is what it is or fixed, that can interfere with growth, right? Because if you don't believe that you can grow or change, then all of your choices are meaningless. Like, what's the point? So why not do whatever you feel like? As human beings, though, that's the problem. We were hardwired to desire growth and progress. We crave it. We don't like feeling stuck. Um, now, of course, at the same time, growth is not effortless. It is difficult and it is a whole lot easier to justify things and just do what feels good to you right now. Now, the older I get, the more I realize that one of the great secrets of life is to really just figure out how to decide what you want to do and do it and what you don't want to do and not do it. And as those wants and desires align with becoming better and helping other people, and you figure out how to make yourself do those things that you want to be doing in that respect and stop doing those things you don't want to be doing, wow, you can do anything. <laughs> it's like the whole secret of life is opened up to you when you have figured that out. Um, at the same time, for most of us as human beings, it does seem a lot easier to do whatever you feel like doing. It seems a lot easier to avoid doing the things you don't want to do and distracting yourself with YouTube videos or whatever it is that distracts you, I guess. <laughs> um, and, it, and it also seems a lot easier to just keep doing the things that you know you probably shouldn't be doing or don't want to be doing because they're not gonna move you forward because it's really hard to break habits as well. Um, so when we reshift our focus and we know there's, there's those things that if we choose to do them, it will make our lives better and it will make us more successful and move forward on, on our journeys. And we desire to do them, but do we desire them to do them enough to actually do them. And at first, we actually probably won't want to do them because it's hard to do the things that are good for our journeys. So if we can learn how to make ourselves do those things and progress forward, I'm just saying, that's some good power there in your life. So we do also have an interesting conundrum here because all human beings are valuable and they are good 
and they are enough when they are born, right? And human beings are still valuable, good and enough as they grow. As human beings, we tend to tie our self-worth to our choices. If we make good choices or what we, our brains deem as good, we must be valuable and good and enough still. If we make mistakes or bad choices, then because we're usually tying our self-worth to our choices, um, that's when we start telling ourselves, oh, we're not valuable or worth anything. We must be bad. We must not be enough. Okay, so that's a big way that our brain interprets our lives if we're not aware and not watching this. And that's why we don't want to make mistakes, okay? So as human beings, like I said, we all want to be loved and accepted. So the authenticity movement is very appealing in the sense that we can say, hey, this is me. This is who I am. Just love me. Just accept me as I am. And that, you know, I said this earlier too. We should be doing that for one another is loving and accepting each other as we are. But... <clears throat> It doesn't really work that way because when we go around telling people to accept us who we are and we're not willing to change and we're just where we are, a part of us still knows that that's not really authentic. Authenticity begins when we decide up front that we are valuable, good, and enough, and then we separate our identity from having to prove that by our choices and what we do, okay? People are trying to do that, but it's only the first part because they get stuck by rationalizing why they can just stay there. So the authentic life has to go farther than that, farther than just deciding you're valuable enough, which is a really good thing to do. Um, because every human being is valuable and enough and good inside, but it has to go farther because authenticity is not about rationalizing that this is who we are, but rather it's about living and growing and becoming better and taking courage to change and to learn how to find those good desires and move towards them and gain the skills and the character traits that we need in order to live an authentic life. It's about living true to that goodness that is in each one of us. It is not selfish. It is all about growing better so that you can help other people. It's all about choosing to follow our own conscience that tells us what is right and wrong and listening to our intuition that tells us what our next right step is. And then being courageous enough to choose the good desires and make those happen, even when it's really hard and other people may not know what we're doing. Now I say it does require courage because often those good desires do go against what everybody else says you should be doing. So really, it is all about choice this life, we get to choose who we become. And when we get there, we choose again to go to the next level. Or if 
we are falsely interpreting the BU movement, the whole authenticity of life. We, if, if we're doing it inauthentically, we might say, this is who I am, deal with it. And then that keeps you stuck. As humans, we are meant to learn and grow. And when we're stuck, we are not living authentically. So your identity, the way you see yourself now, the identity labels you've attached to yourself now, your identity is not fixed. Just because you're like that now does not mean that you cannot be different in the future. You may have tendencies to be a certain way, but you don't have to stay there. You get to choose if you want to move to the next level and, and become better. So instead of letting your feelings rule and doing only what you feel like doing and not doing what you don't, we have to learn mastery over our tendencies to stay comfortable and do what it takes to grow and predict, progress if we really want to be happy with our lives and if we want to become more authentic in our lives. It is kind of interesting too when you think about it. If you're a person who does what you feel like doing and doesn't do what you don't feel like doing, then basically you're a kid. That's what kids do. But as we grow and mature, that's when we start learning this more and more, how to choose to do those things that we may not want to do, you know, so we can become better. Now, obviously, just this is worth repeating. While our identity of value and worth should not be based on our actions, it still does make us feel happier when we feel like we're moving forward to the place we want to go. So it's a little paradoxical there, but it works. So authenticity does not mean being true to yourself. Benjamin Hardy, he's a psychologist. He's written a lot of great self-help self books. He says, authenticity means you have the inner freedom to be and do whatever you want and believe. Who you are is continuously transforming through courageous creativity and a deep commitment to what you believe. Being authentic means you can hear your own voice and you have the freedom and emotional security to make your own decisions. So I think when people read stuff like that, they think authenticity means you're free to do whatever you want. But that's not even true. It just means you're free to make those choices to become whoever you want. And there are usually boundaries with that involved as well. It doesn't mean you can go out and yell at other people and say, tolerate me or love me. It means that you have learned how to tap into that inner voice of goodness. And you have learned how to make those hard choices to become that person you are meant to become. And I say meant to become in the sense that we are all meant to become better, greater, but at the same time, we have that flexibility of choice to choose who we want to become. Now, I would also add to this that your own true voice is not the one telling you negative things about yourself or others. 
those are lies that we have in our minds to keep us where we are and to keep us comfortable and not change and keep us stuck. The true you is good. The true you is enough without having to get validation from others. The true you desires to be good and to become better. And this is why it's so important to understand the hero's journey, which is the pattern for our lives, because when we get a call to action, it's usually not something we want to do. It's not about doing what feels good in the moment, but rather it's about choosing to act. We don't have to. We don't have to follow the call to action, but when we choose to, that's when we start becoming better and better on the path. The calls to action we get are things that are going to help us become better and help those around us too. Authentic people listen to those calls to action. Then they have that freedom of choice to choose to do it and the emotional skills in order to act on those skills or those calls. Now, just a little side note here too. Another element of the BU movement is for you to find your voice. Okay, I think it's a really great thing to be able to express yourself and speak up, but too many people take this as an excuse to speak out loudly about themselves and say, take it or leave it, accept me as I am, I'm right, you're wrong, I don't care what you think. So in the context of how I'm defining authenticity about it being good for your growth and for, the, for other people, that is not a true voice. That's, it's very selfish and all about me, 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 okay? A true voice is always going to be helping others find their paths. When you truly find your voice, you come from a space that you know you're enough and people can disagree with you and it's okay, but you still care about what others think. You care about the other people and you speak about, about things that help others and you're not all about me, me, me. So I've been pondering about this topic for actually a few months now because I'm like thinking, be you sounds so good, but it sometimes comes across so wrong. And why is that? And so hopefully some of my thoughts here on this podcast have, have opened the door to make you see things maybe a little differently about how we can be living an authentic, true life. And so I was also wondering, am I authentic? Am I living an authentic life? I don't know, right? You know, I was going back and forth. Because really, living a true, authentic life does take courage, right? It takes the skill of learning to listen to your calls to action, to your conscience, to your intuition. And it also brings the possibility that not everyone is going to like what you have to say. Now, of course, that can happen anyway, even if you're not trying to live an authentic life, right? Now, very few people are truly authentic because they're stuck following everybody else's rules. So if what you're doing looks like what everybody else is doing and you're following their system, not yours, um, that may be a time to question, why am I doing what I'm doing, right? Now, it's okay to choose to follow somebody else's system that you like that they're doing, right? But do it because you chose it. I see this a lot of times where we just do things because that's what everybody else is doing and we never question it. And then later on, if we do question it, like, yeah, why am I doing it this way? 
you know, is there a better way? Is there something else I could be doing? Now, when you get stuck doing all the shoulds, because there's a lot of people telling you what you should do, right? Instead of choosing the path that you want to take, then you're not really truly free and you're not being authentic. And until you decide what are your core values, what is it that you really want in life and who do you want to become? And how does this align with the, the goodness and the journey of your own life? You're going to be stuck in the shoulds and the need tos, right? So when you decide that you're enough as you are, and when you decide what your values are and who you want to become, you're going to have, or at least begin to have the confidence that you need to design your own life and all be based on your highest values, your highest aspirations, not your, you know, selfish ones that are stopping you from becoming better. And this is what I mean by getting to greatness. It's not about fitting in, not about the honors of the world, not about making a ton of money. It's all about choosing who you wanna become and then basing all your daily decisions and actions every day to get to that point. It's about serving others for that purpose for which you were born. Now, when you get to that place, you might think, oh, I'm finally authentic. But then you find that when you get to that place, there's so much more. And then you just decide who you want to be next and you keep moving and to that next level. It's, it's, all, it, it, it's all about progress, not getting to perfection. Now, when I was in college, kind of nerdy, I minored in statistics. And one of the things that really attracted me to this field was the idea that you could have continuous improvement on a manufacturing line. Sounds really exciting, huh? <laughs> but the idea was is that, well, you could never make a process or every part in a manufacturing line 100% perfect. You could always keep trying to make it just a little bit better. And the statistics came in with how you measured it all. And so you could look for ways to improve things at just the teeniest, tiniest fractions to make things just a teeny little bit better. And it made a huge difference overall. Now, customers who were purchasing a part coming off an assembly line wanted that part to work when they purchased it, right? But what if the company had just said, well, these are authentic parts. They're just the way they are. If it doesn't work, just accept it because it is what it is. We don't care about improving. Now that company would probably not last very long, would it? Because their parts are not serving the purpose for which they are created because they don't all work. But a company that was into the continuous improvement and they, decided, they would decide exactly what they wanted in a part. And then they would create a process to create it, but then they would continually improve that part and or that that process to create those parts so that more and more or a greater and greater percentage of the parts would meet those exact specs. So then they would be creating parts that were very reliable and very helpful to their customers because the customers could depend on those parts working just right most of the time. So to get better at making these parts, the company would need to just keep on measuring 
to make sure that the process was still working and the parts were just right. And then they would have to tweak the process accordingly. And they have to keep an eye on the process as well because things happen in the process. You know, things come up, things break down. Now, if a customer did get an imperfect part, a good company would apologize it and replace it with a new one, which would be statistically much more likely to work because they had such a high standard. So I was thinking about this, we're, we're a lot like those parts in a sense because um, when we have a process for improvement to move towards our highest desire in our lives, we are going to keep getting better and better. We're also going to have equipment failure and things that come in and happen, but we keep tweaking the process. We keep moving forward. We keep having that continuous improvement. And then we will be serving our purpose for why we're here on the earth most of the time. I mean, we're not going to be perfect, but we're going to get, keep getting better and better as we notice this. We can also become better when we keep the measurements and we look at ourselves, we honestly measure ourselves. Sometimes we're afraid to do that because we might not measure up. And if we're expecting ourselves to be perfect, we will never measure up. But if we are just expecting to improve the process just a little bit and make more, make progress, um, that's what we can do when we measure ourselves and we get more information about how we can become better so we can adjust our process. So hero's journey, haven't talked about that too much yet here today. <laughs> um, so the hero's journey is really just a pattern, right? For your process of continuous improvement. So when you went into an obstacle in the process, too many people are using authenticity as an argument to avoid the obstacle. Just today, I saw on Facebook a post where somebody wondered if she was the only one with this problem where she would get totally distracted and run up after all the shiny objects. So her obstacle was distraction, basically squirrel, you know, <laughs> and she feels like she needs to learn how to focus to serve other people better, right? Now, of course, this is totally okay to ask, am I the only one with this problem? But some of the advice she got was just really encouraging her to be okay with that. And one person said, I finally just decided to embrace it and stop shaming myself. So I just let myself follow my passions. Okay, so I agree with this and I do not agree with this we should definitely never shame ourselves over having obstacles and weaknesses, for sure. We are enough as we are, but we should also not be using this is who I am as an excuse because then we will be stuck, okay? If you just follow how you are, you will never get around the obstacle and you will just keep chasing the squirrels in the forest where you're gonna be stuck and you're not gonna be able to increase the level of your life and to serve those people around you. You won't be able to fill, fulfill your purpose because you're gonna to be too busy chasing the squirrels. And you're, you won't be able to get around it until you identify what it is you really want. Do you want to keep on chasing the squirrels? So this was interesting for me because I have this problem too. And I have to say, do I wanna keep being like this and getting distracted? Or do I want to learn how to focus and live an authentic life and serve more people? And, you know, I 
have actually in the past been very distractible, but I have learned that I can change. I can learn to focus more. And what really helped me more was figuring out what goals I was aiming for, what purpose I was really here for. And that helped me feel a lot less distracted. But if I would have just said, well, this is just who I am. It's okay to be this distracted. I would kind of be fooling myself in a sense that is definitely my tendency, but it's not who I am. Because who I am is somebody who is born to learn how to overcome these distractions and to become focused and to become that person I choose to be. So am I authentic? <clears throat> I mean, I like to think I am, don't we all, right? <laughs> but I do know who I am because I have decided that I am valuable, good, and enough. And I have to decide this every single day, remind myself. I've also decided who I want to be next. And I do try to make daily choices on that ideal. Now, again, this is, of course, really a process of continuous improvement. <clears throat> and I know I have to be really aware of those labels I've given to myself and then remove them when they're not serving me on the path of who I want to become. The obstacles that pop up in front of me are really just the ones that are going to shine light on those identities that I've decided to take on and hold on to. And then it's my choice if I want to let it go and create a new identity to take me to the next um, part of the path. Or if I want to hang on to it and say, no, nah, it's just me. I, I have to do this. So um, I had an example here where I had always struggled with social media. And I finally realized, oh my gosh, I had labeled myself as I am not a consistent person, so I can't do social media. But then I thought about it, and I was like, wait, I have learned how to be consistent in a lot of things. <laughs> so is that fair for me to label myself as not a consistent person in everything? That's kind of a blanket statement. And being consistent is part of who I want to be. So... When I was able to recognize this and with the help of a friend, I could say, I am a consistent person. I choose to be consistent and I am consistent in my social media. And then my daily actions could reflect that. And I had to make it conscious. So I'm trying to live an authentic life to become who I am choosing to become. And I hope you are too that way as well. Like I did mention, don't even usually know that this is what we're doing to ourselves. So if this has made you more aware and you start thinking, oh my gosh, that's what I've been doing, you know, don't beat yourself up. Just be like, oh good, now I know how to get around this. And this is why we need to be aware of the BU trap. And it's also why if you want your kids to take the hero's journey too, then you need to learn how to get through the traps yourself so you can help guide them. Now, often, you can't see it in yourself. And so that's why it's really important to have a solid foundation built. So you do know who you are, you do know what you want, and also why you need other people with you on your journey, like the mentors and allies. And that is a big reason why I created the Hero's Journey membership, because I wanted to help you build your foundation so it doesn't feel chaotic, so you feel solid and you're not like on the beach or something. Um, and so you can also have a team help you when you feel stuck. So if you feel the call to join in, 
you may have some reasons not to, like you're too busy, you're not that kind of person, you don't belong, you're a mess, some of those labels, those identities. But if you really get to decide who you want to be, and if you think the membership will help you get there, then choose N. So you can check that out at um, buildingheroesacademy.com, or you can always message me to learn more about it. But I hope you have a support system. I hope you have people that can help you see when maybe you get stuck by an obstacle and can help you find the way out. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on Building Heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.